1: Hi, welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. One thirty-seven is the time here in the KSL newsroom. We have just heard from the governor. We have heard from Dr. Dunn, state epidemiologist. And today, for the first time in a while, we have also heard from Rich Saunders, who currently uh, is the interim director of the Utah Department of Health. The announcement came from the director, making it known that the cities of Provo and Orem will be moving from yellow to orange at 11.59 Tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, and so that will change the nature of the restrictions placed on those two communities. And uh, we obviously you hear news like that. You wonder, all right, well, what does the municipal leadership have to say? And so we, uh, producer Amy, got on the phone, uh, reached out to Orem, reached out to Provo. Uh, In just a moment, we'll be speaking with the mayor of Orem. But first, I want to share with you what we got back from the mayor of Provo, uh, Mayor Kafusi. Not available uh, for comment, not available to come on the air here with us. But uh, we did receive from her office uh, a written statement. I'll share that with you in part. It says, uh, today, Governor Herbert announced... He is moving Provo and Orem back to the orange, or moderate, restriction level due to the recent surge in COVID-19 cases. While disappointing news, this announcement can and should serve as a community rallying cry to be more vigil- to more vigilantly follow health guidelines so we can quickly move back to yellow to protect our local economy from further damage. Now, uh, Lee, coming back to you, stepping away from the, the statement there, she says that it's uh, disappointing news. It's not clear to me if her belief is that uh, the move itself, is disappointing or if the governor's uh, announcement is disappointing. So not, not sure uh, if she's on board with this move or not. Luckily, we'll be able to uh, to learn whether or not uh, the Orem mayor is. Uh, I'll, I'll continue to share with you just the last bit of Mayor Kafusi's Statement She says, Provo City now begins the task of determining additional restrictions required by Governor Herbert's directive and will be communicating these changes to our citizens. Remember, uh, Provo for some time now has been under a citywide mask mandate. Uh, interesting factor in all of this. Last line of the mayor's statement We appreciate the past and continuing efforts of our community to be compliant. Uh, with safety guidelines. We hope the governor's announcement is not a cause of discouragement to our citizens or business owners, but rather becomes an incentive to show how effective we can be when we fight COVID-19 together. So we'll leave that be. Uh, looking forward to an opportunity sometime to, to speak to Mayor Mayor Kafusi. Uh, and I, I want to, uh, before I move over to the mayor uh, of Orem, I want to put out an invitation to you. If, if you wouldn't mind, please, 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. If you are a resident of Provo or Orem and you have uh, some particular thoughts on this move, uh, you think it's appropriate, you think it's inappropriate, I'd like to hear from you and I'll, I'll share your comments on the air. We'll keep it anonymous. You don't need to put your name or anything on there and I'll keep your phone number to myself. 57500, uh, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Joining me now, uh, Richard Brunst, uh, City Mayor of the city of Orem. Uh, Mayor, sir, how are you?
2: Good, good. How are you?
1: Uh, I'm all right. Tell me, you you hear this news. How does it strike you?
2: Well, um, I knew it was coming. I spoke to the governor last night. I'm disappointed that we are being placed in uh, the orange phase and for what that means for our community. I understand uh, with the recent spike of COVID that uh, the governor has felt some actions needed to be taken. Um, and I support the governor and we will follow his direction.
1: Based on your analysis of your, of your own, of your own city, was it the only move
2: available? Well, uh, no, I, uh, I tried to persuade the governor to look at it from a different perspective. Um, because, uh, I don't know if you have all the restrictions of the orange phase in front of you, but there are a lot of, uh, areas of our city that are going to be highly affected by this. Uh, I mean, part of the orange phase is the soft closure of schools. Uh, it's groups of gathering of 20 persons or fewer. It's uh, mass worn in all public places, which I support. It's uh, social distancing of six feet away, uh, churches. They want smaller gatherings, restaurants. They want dine in only under extreme conditions. Uh, mostly takeout, and for buffets, uh, they require a server dish out the food. High-contact businesses are to operate under strict protocols. Uh, they're requesting that most businesses go to a telework option. All of our playgrounds are going to be closed. Um, we are not to uh, participate uh, with high-risk individuals. Uh, they're supposed to stay home. Uh, the orange phase does say that you are supposed to leave your home only infrequently and that you should limit out-of-state travel. Um, so there's a lot of things here, and I'm sorry that, uh, you know, as a whole, that uh, people have not been more accountable. I I believe that many within our community have done a wonderful job of wearing masks and social distancing. I was out uh walking throughout uh, UVU yesterday and in Orem, as well as BYU and Provo. I found uh, almost everybody being accountable and wearing masks and doing a good job, Uh, but I'm afraid that we've had some parties by those who don't care, and that uh, affects uh, a lot of people throughout the whole community. It's going to affect our schools. It's going to affect our businesses, our restaurants, our churches, um, and this is not good. But we've, we will do what we need to do to bring COVID down. As Governor Herbert said, we need to stamp it out as much as possible. And I'm in favor of uh, keeping our infection rate down. Uh, and I'm sorry that we've had to come to this uh, conclusion.
1: Did, did the governor or whoever you had contact with on, on this front when you were informed of this change, do they make it clear to you which benchmarks you have to hit to to return to, to yellow? Uh,
2: they have not. So, I mean, uh, you know, we were in the orange phase earlier in the year, and then we moved to the yellow phase. I'm aware of the restrictions for each of those. Right. If they're doing any exemptions, I've not heard of that. Um, anyway.
1: But in terms of, uh, like, infection rate or spread or case count or seven-day rolling?
2: Sure. I've not been told that, uh, and I don't know that. Um, Hopefully the governor will communicate that to us. Uh, I, I think it's too soon after the press conference to know that, but hopefully today or tomorrow we'll learn that.
1: Last question I have for you, Mayor, and again, we're speaking with... Uh, Mayor Richard Brunst of Orem City, it's just been announced today that both Orem and Provo announced by the, the governor that the, they will be rolled back in terms of color-coded restriction uh, moving from yellow to orange. Last question I have for you, Mayor. Uh, Dr. Dunn, during this press conference today, she talked about how we are seeing uh, across the state, uh, in fact, 12 of the 13 health districts across the state have seen an uptick uh and, and yet the the highest of concentrations is uh it's in Utah County it's in the communities of Orem and Provo and specifically it's among those uh young people 15 to 24 is this is the is the trouble we're in right now uh all the the responsibility and fault of young people uh, of college kids and those parties
2: um no certainly not i think uh you know it goes throughout the community um i think a lot of the uh spike uh, has come due to um, some of the parties and large groups. I mean, if you look at when the large parties that occurred, uh, they were uh, two weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago. And if you look at the uh, period after you're uh, infected and how long it takes for you to be positive, uh, it's anywhere from two to uh, 12 days. And so the timing's just about right for that spike from where those parties were. But I I have no idea on that. Um, You know, I'm just speculating. But I believe that it's important that we hold ourselves accountable, whether we're a youth or an older person, and that we social distance, that we wash our hands, and we wear our masks in all public gatherings every place we go. And by doing that together, we can help bring Uh, the rate of infection down. And we want to get to a point where people, uh, the rate of infection is much lower and, and people can feel much safer out in the community. And I don't care who you are, you're responsible for your neighbor. We need to protect our neighbors and we can't do it if we're just not caring. So we need to care and we need to be accountable, all of us of all ages.
1: Mayor Brunst of Orem City, thank you for the time. Best of luck to you, uh, and please count on us as a resource. If you need to get uh, word out to, to the city, if you need any help like that, you let me know, and and we'll chat with them. Uh, Mayor Brunst, thanks again for your time.
2: Okay, yeah, you bet. Thank you.
1: All right, we're going to take a, a quick break here. When we return, we'll be joined by the president, CEO, and chair-elect of the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce. Uh, you heard Mayor Brunst and Orem rattle off the long list of impacts that this move will have uh, on his city and also Provo. Uh, how will business fare? Is this a, a situation of one step forward, two steps back? Uh, we'll speak to the folks who know next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Big announcement today from the interim director of the Utah Department of Health affecting Orem and Provo City.
3: We're seeing movement in the wrong direction, um, and specifically in Utah County with regards to trends and percent positivity. Specifically, the Orem and Provo area are experiencing uh, large spikes that warrant a change in our approach at this time. Therefore, on behalf of the Utah Department of Health and the Unified Command, I'm issuing a public health order to move Provo and Orem from yellow or low-restriction to the orange or moderate restriction level.
1: Since the dawn of this coronavirus pandemic, this will represent the first time that a, uh, a region within the state of Utah uh, operating within this color-coded uh, risk restriction guideline document, uh, this will be the first time where uh, a step has been taken back uh, taken back uh, where progress has been made and due to uh, spike and changing numbers that we've had to uh, take a step backwards and uh, to help understand uh, specifically what this means for business. You heard uh, just before the commercial break from uh, Mayor Brunst of Orem City, he rattled off the long list of restrictions. And if I'm honest, I had not considered all those factors. It is remarkable uh, the number of businesses and the breadth of of activity, which will uh, now be, uh, you know, restricted a bit, put on pause in some cases, and to help understand, uh, first off, the progress that's been made in Utah Valley, uh, and now uh, what precautions will need to be taken so we don't lose too much ground in the face of this uh, new announcement. I'm joined uh, by two folks from the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce, President and CEO Curtis Blair, as well as uh, the Chair Elect uh, Janae Moss. Uh, Curtis and Janae, welcome to the program. Good
4: to be with you. Mr. Good to be
1: here. Thank you, uh, Curtis. L- let me start with you. the the, gov- the governor said this will impact gathering and in room dining. Uh, in addition, w- what businesses will be most impacted?
3: Well, as you look at uh, you know the new restrictions or the restrictions that are imposed by Code Orange, certainly we're going to have a, a, a modification in our restaurant business and those that care for food and food dining. And uh, Mayor Brunst did an excellent job of outlining, you know, those, those restrictions and guidelines. Uh, but, yeah, most specifically, you're going to see impact with um, gathering places, uh, uh, especially where food is concerned in our dining experience.
1: I should have asked you this to, to start. We have, uh, you know, we've kind of been on a roller coaster since this whole deal began. Uh, how has, uh, as we have moved into less restrictive uh, circumstances. How has uh, how does you how has Utah Valley uh, done in its recovery? We, we know statewide we, we we boast of of great wonderful numbers in terms of employment and uh, and money the economy. Uh, but specifically Utah County, uh, Utah Valley, how's it going?
3: Yeah, well, actually, our our recovery has been remarkable. Um, there's a tremendous amount of growth in this valley, and there's a t- a, a, a momentum uh, here in this county that has actually been. Uh, far surpassed anyone's expectations as we recover from COVID, and it has to do with uh, the resiliency in our businesses. Those uh, business uh, CEOs uh, and uh, C-level directors that are managing through this crisis have done an amazing job. There's a lot of public uh, uh, through billboards and other you know PSAs that we've seen in the Valley that promotes um, uh, safe protocols. Uh, we're certainly recognizing of our responsibility as a business community to encourage the use of, you know, common sense measures right. to combat this infection.
1: Does, does the announcement of today risk uh, losing some of that progress, or do you think we can hold the ground?
3: Well, I most definitely think we can hold the ground. I mean, let's not let a good crisis go to waste. We need to find ways to be innovative. We are concerned for the health and safety of Utahns, especially the citizens you know, of Utah Valley. And I believe that our businesses and our people are going to respond to this. Uh, it, it, it's within us. It's in our spirit to to fight, oftentimes the underdog. But uh, most cases, we just use these best practices. We, we will conquer this. We'll, we, will, we will come back better and stronger for it.
5: All right. Janae,
1: let me uh, move to you and ask a question about uh, the upcoming football game uh Saturday we learn now from the athletic department of Brigham Young University that the 9000 individuals who were planning on being in the stands uh on Saturday will have to tune in from uh from home will will what will be the impact felt uh by by that move and, and by yeah. subsequent games impacted
4: Sure you know I think that's a hard one families I really you know as a mother and a business owner in the community I I see the direct in in on you know my family and my kids and when they hear different things that change or especially with this raid this race to court code orange it's going to affect people but i think in the end i would um echo what curtis said just about our resilience and people people will be bummed, you know we will say that but i think that people really want to support the long-term um goal of keeping our communities safe and our families safe
1: what was the move by the governor necessary were we at a stage in uh in Utah Valley where things were getting just a little too out of hand specifically in Orem and Provo where we risked the ability to progress in the future where we needed to take a pause uh, and maybe even a step back was it appropriate was it an appropriate move by the governor
4: you know i think that there's a lot of good people trying to make the best decisions and and they have the information in front of them trying to decide what that is and you know, as the chair elective of the chamber, it's my goal to support business owners. Um, being, you know, I am one of them. I own actually a building maintenance company. We clean we clean buildings throughout Utah and into um, Nevada. And I see how hard business owners are working to stay open and to make the best decisions that they can, so that they are serving their clients, but also, you know, trying to follow the right precautions to keep everybody safe. And you know, I think that um, we need to look forward and try to decide communication. You know what you know what we should do so that we're making those best decisions um and i you know i would just support the leaders and try to communicate so that we're making those best decisions but really in the end i think that the health of the communities are affected by um our businesses for sure we need to keep that as a priority as well
1: understood does the chamber have a position on uh, countywide mask mandates or is there a sentiment among business owners that you can communicate
3: yeah, um, I, mean, I could probably Curtis. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. I was going to say I could speak to that just briefly. Um, you know, we launched a press release July 13 of this year that clearly outlined kind of our position as a chamber, and it basically reads, you know, that uh, our economy remaining open and our best practice protocols we feel are insepar- inseparably connected, and so we support business being open. We 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 understand that uh, uh, that we have to be careful and accountable. As a as a citizenship, in order to um, you know address the the, the 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 fact that we're dealing with a pandemic and use best practices to do that, but um, our position is, is, is clearly outlined on our chamber website, and it basically reads: we have we have responsibility to do uh, our best as a citizenship, as business owners, because we believe that they're they're very much connected, and uh, we support measures that support business. We support measures that, 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 that uh, advocate for uh, personal, family, health, and wellness. And uh, we believe that we can accomplish both.
1: All right. We'll leave it at that. Curtis Blair, president and CEO of the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce, along with Janae Moss, chair-elect of the chamber. Thank you for your time. Best of luck to you as you move into this orange phase. Best of luck to business owners in the county. Thanks again.
4: Thank you. Alrighty. Thank you, Lee.
1: We're going to take a quick break. You heard mention there of the announcement to come from the BYU Athletic Department that the the big game on Saturday against Troy, uh, it's going to take place, but those 9,000 fans hoping to uh, fill the seats... Those who have purchased tickets, well, uh, they're gonna have to find other ways to enjoy the game. No fans in the stadium. Lavelle Edwards Stadium will be empty except for players and coaching staff coming up on Saturday. To get analysis on that, what does it mean? What's it mean for the players, for the for the ticket holders? We'll get all those details next from Mitch Harper, host of Cougar Sports Saturday. Ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry, and I wish I had different news to report. But as it is, the governor. Dr. Dunn, the interim director of the Utah Department of Health, have made it, have made it known uh, that there's a spike. There's a spike in both percentage of positivity, uh, in case counts, in all the bad numbers that we don't want to be seeing as we march forward, hopefully in our battle against this coronavirus, taking place right now in Utah County, specifically in Orem and in Provo. And if you think to yourself, well, what is uh, unique and special about Orem and Provo? Well, they have a lot of students there. Yeah, a lot of young people. Dr. Dunn points out, uh, you know, in fairness, she says that we are seeing an uptick across the state, that 12 of the 13 health districts are seeing an uptick. But, 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 Utah County in particular is seeing rates 5.4% greater than the rest of the state, uh, and that the age group, which is still high and contributing mightily to these upticked uh, numbers, is that the past tense of uptick? Upticked? <laughs> uptick tocked? Uh, We'll get to TikTok later. Uh, The age group of 15 to 24 uh, is really contributing uh, heavily to these uh, numbers. Anyway, so what does that mean? What's the fallout? We've been walking through uh, some of the ramifications of this announcement, how businesses uh, in Provo and in Orem will be impacted. But, you know, it's not uh, just businesses uh, that are impacted. We have uh, received word from Brigham Young University uh, letting it be known that due to this uh, move back to Orange, that the game uh, upcoming uh, against Troy this Saturday uh, will be pretty significantly uh, impacted. Uh, Joining me to help understand exactly what the impact means, what will happen, what ticket holders can expect, and uh, there's a Louisiana Tech game coming up. We'll find out what's happening there. Uh, I'm joined by uh, Mitch Harper, a good friend of mine here at KSL News Radio, host of Cougar Sports Saturday. Uh, Mitch, I, I have to, before we get into this conversation, I have to tell you, I remember uh, months and months ago, before uh, Aunt Rona showed up, uh, you and I had a conversation about the XFL, and I was so excited uh, <laughs> to become a fan of a, of a new league, I was so excited to uh, become a fan of these new players and teams, I was, all, I was going through team stores trying to decide which, uh, which ball cap looked the best, uh, and, and you brought me up to speed, you let me know the, the great Utah uh, impact on that league, and well... And the COVID showed up, and uh, the XFL was no more, and I'm sorry for that. We, we've missed out on some conversations, some fun to be had. We
5: definitely have. Uh, COVID just keeps chalking up a lot of victories, even in the sports world. And, and today with BYU, it was, it was another victory for COVID.
1: What we learn? What's going on in, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday?
5: Yeah, so this Saturday's game between BYU and Troy will have no fans in the stands at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Originally, BYU was going to have 6,000 fans attend the game a far lower number than what usually would be a, a sellout, 63,745 people in attendance. That's not going to be the case. It's it's now going to have no one in the stands in, in response to Governor Herbert's mandate now for Provo and Orem going back to that orange phase. So uh, it's, it's unfortunate for BYU because, you know, ticket sales are a big thing for their revenue streams, but it's even more – it's a bigger deal for fans because now they don't get the opportunity to – kind of experience some normalcy and go to a football game and see that in person. That will not be an option for them this week. And then the next home game as well against Louisiana Tech on Friday, October 2nd.
1: Has there been word sent out to to ticket holders? Do you know? What, what will what will fans be able to do with those tickets? Are, are they just out or are they can they apply them maybe to some future game? Is there a plan yet for that?
5: Yeah, there is a plan, Lee. Uh, so for fans that did purchase tickets to this Saturday's game against Troy, uh, they can email BYU. It's all done uh, via email to get a refund if they would like to do so. Uh, it's tickets at byu.edu. The people that bought tickets to, to this week's game, they can just send an email, request a refund, and they'll get their refund back. Or they can donate the cost of the tickets to mm-hmm. BYU Athletics if they wish to do that. Uh, but if they do want a refund, they just email BYU tickets at byu.edu.
1: Do they need to send an email to make that a donation as well or, or will just a certain amount of time pass and then it's a donation?
5: Yeah, it would be uh, it would be an email as well to okay. send for a for a donation So to. both
1: both avenues uh, a refund or a donation have to require proactive uh, and that's the same for the Troy game and Louisiana Tech?
5: Uh for Louisiana Tech they haven't started ticket sales yet oh, for okay. that. Okay. BYU is going kind of on a game by game basis because they, they had hopes that at one point this year, because they have six home games this season, and this Saturday was going to be the first one, there's been hopes that you know BYU could get upwards to 24,000 fans in the stands. Earlier this month, mm-hmm. BYU had laid out a plan that that's their goal. They would, they've been working closely with the Utah Department of Health to make this happen. And so they've been selling tickets on a game-by-game, so no tickets have even been sold for Louisiana Tech so anyone right. that purchased tickets for Troy that's the ones they, they're they worrying about
1: well now let's talk about the the Troy Trojans a, a, any statement or anything from that team that they're still going to come right
5: yeah this plan is still to come uh, they their head coach talked this today uh, to the media and he said that he's really excited about the opportunity Troy for coming from the the southeast they play in the Sun Belt Conference um, this is their first ever meeting against BYU and a lot of respect, you know, their offensive coordinator at Troy used to work at BYU two years ago. Ryan Pugh is an offensive line coach. So there's some some connections between the staffs, but uh, uh, the plan is still to play the game. Uh, just going to have no fans in the stands, but the good thing is they can listen here on, on KSL News Radio, and then if they want to watch it on TV, it'll be on ESPN as well.
1: Uh, all right, let's get a little sports uh, analysis from you. W- what will have your attention most? What are you watching out for this coming Saturday?
5: I think can BYU just simply follow up that great performance they did, they had against Navy? Can they do it again? Uh, you know, BYU is now number 18 in the top 25 poll uh, in large part because of how dominant they were against Navy, defeating the midshipmen 55-3 to three back on Labor Day. And, you know, when they actually kick it off this Saturday, we keep our fingers crossed. Hopefully nothing uh, COVID-related derails the actual game. But, uh, you know, when we do see it kicked off, it'll have been 19 days Since BYU last played, can they follow up that excellent performance against Navy with another impressive performance? Because, you know, head coach Kalani Satake is in the first year of a new contract extension. And this has been the team, Lee, that he has wanted to build towards in terms of, you know, an investment with young players. Uh, They're now older, uh, headlined by quarterback Zach Wilson, and they feel like this offense and defense can be, Pretty special this year. So I just think trying to maintain the momentum that they had built from that Navy game, can they keep it rolling now going into Troy?
1: Good stuff. Mitch, you're the man. Thanks a lot. Mitch Harper, host of Cougar Sports Saturday, looking forward to hearing from you uh, this weekend. Go Cougs. All right. Thanks again. All right.
5: Thanks, Lee. Take care.
1: All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we return, uh, finally, we're going to take a step away from all of this coronavirus news. You know the news. You know the big headlines. Uh, we're starting to get reaction. Uh, but there was another big piece of headline-making news this morning, and it was an announcement that came from Utah Senator Mitt Romney. I had a chance to speak to the senator on the phone this morning. I'll share with you what we discuss next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985.